I'm Bimpke Stumblebutt, and this is Back from the Brink. Actually, I'm Todd Brinker, and this is Back from the Brink. Aaron will be joining us momentarily. It is Thursday, the 17th of December. One week from today is Christmas Eve for all you guys and gals out there waiting to count your sugar plums. Um, and if you haven't done your holiday shopping, get on it, buddy. You got a week. You got a week. And I know, there's always those who wait till like, Christmas Eve and then go out and get the deals. And that's the kid who gets the weird stuff that Dad could only find. That was all that was left after the shells were picked through on Christmas Eve. But hey, in my family, that was a tradition. We got some interesting toys because my dad did that bargain shopping on Christmas Eve. He would go out and get stuff. And uh, sometimes it was some cool stuff, sometimes a little weird. But uh, we appreciate it and love him all the same uh, for the years that we got all kinds of good stuff and were treated well. Our parents treated us well as kids. Christmas was good. And uh, my dad was retired military and or military when I was younger and retired military as I got a little older. And uh, and so we always had a roof over our head, food in our bellies, and we all got gifts at Christmas time. So we were we were among the fortunate and uh, and. Uh, are forever grateful for the uh, for the raising that we got with our with our fine folks who are luckily I'm, I'm blessed to say they're still with me uh, with us not with me they're uh, they are on the other side of the country but I talk to them regularly and in fact my dad and I do a talk show uh, a podcast uh, called um, called uh, Generation Tech. Sorry, I got a little distracted. Stuff popping up on my screen here. Uh, Generation Tech. Uh, he was an early tech uh, pioneer and doing a lot of stuff with personal computers and is still tech interested, and so am I. And so we just share that. So here's Aaron. Let's have her join us. Hello. Hola. Donde esta? <laughs> <sighs> Donde esta Casa de Pepe, as Steve Martin used to say. <laughs> Where's Pepe's house? Yeah, no, I actually was trying to ask where to go bathroom, where to go to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and he didn't know how to say Albano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't know Albano, so he was like, uh, Casa de Pepe. And he goes, Pepe? Pepe no está aquí. ¿Qué? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, I remember in, in Spanish class in high school one time uh, uh, a girl that I knew they, she got called on and she, there was something something along the lines that she was going por qué and she goes por qué por qué pig <laughs> she got sent out of the class the teacher did not find that amusing yeah 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 so she didn't know what to say so she was just winging it yeah it's like oh well and she smiled and went, yes, ma'am, <laughs> I'll take my medicine. But it was funny. <laughs> I bet it was funny. Classroom laugh. I bet it was so we got cloud cover. Is it going to rain? I don't know. Good question. I should check. My favorite weather uh, app and website is Dark Sky. And Dark Sky says mostly cloudy in the morning, partly cloudy in the afternoon, and clearing in the evening. 
uh, does not say uh, rain. Let me just see if it's got a uh, precipitation forecast. Nope, not in our area, further north. They're getting rain, Fresno and up, but not us. Gotcha. Well, we could use so some rain. So says dark sky. Yeah, yeah, we could use a little bit of rain. I wouldn't mind some rain. So you, I, I, I know you, so I know the answer to this, but do, do you sometimes just get a song in your head and it's like out of the clear blue sky? And, and, yes. and I've been thinking about a song for a day and a half. And so finally today during one of our breaks while we were sitting here, uh, I, I like called up Apple Music and just played it because I hadn't heard it in years. And for some reason, this song popped into my head and it's been playing in my brain. And so I just wanted to listen to it. And I'll probably have to listen to it a few more times to get it out of my system. So what song it was, is it? It was uh, Joe Walsh, Life of Illusion. Huh. Are you familiar with that song? It's no. not one of his bigger hits, but it um, it uh, it's very interesting. Um, let's see if I can get the window open here. Uh, well, we can't music. play it because we don't have the rights to play it. We can play it on the radio show. Yeah, we have the wrongs to play, but not the rights. <laughs> The only Joe Walsh song I know is is uh, "Life's Been Good to Me So Far." I don't I don't know the name of that mm-hmm. song. I think maybe that's the. It's full called name, "Life's Been Good," and "Rocky Mountain uh, Way." You've never heard "Rocky Mountain Way." Oh no, I have heard "Rocky Mountain Way." Okay, less than eight seconds. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. No. Nope. Oh. I'm trying to get to the words. Nope, never heard it. Nope. Okay, I like it because the way they uh, recorded it, they like double tracked the guitar and put it slightly out of phase, right and left, so that it gets this almost like you almost get this sort of dizzy sense when you're listening to it, especially if you're listening to it in a good stereo or in headphones. It just has a very interesting vibe to it with his guitar, and he's playing acoustic guitar, which is. You know he's more known as a as a electric guitarist, uh, rock guitarist, but um, obviously guitar is guitar is guitar, right? If you can play play electric, you can play acoustic. They they all got strings, and he's pretty well known as being one of the one of the gooder guitarists. I lost Aaron. I accidentally closed the stupid app. Oops. Let me bring it back up and call her back. That was no bueno on my part. Hey, see if she picks up after the submarine sounds here. Connecting, connecting, connecting. Yeah, that was not cool. Hello, Aaron. Are you there? She's not answering. Maybe she'll try to call me back. I don't know. We'll see. It says she's unavailable. He's my fault. I hung up. Oh, well. It happens. It's a line from uh, um, uh, Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump, right? It happens. What happens? Shit. Sometimes. So, obviously, Forrest Gump was the guy who had the t-shirt that said, shit happens. Yeah, she's not uh, picking up. I lost her. Oh, no. I'm terrible. I was shutting off the... uh, Here she is. Are you there? I am. Sorry. 
Sorry about that. No, totally, totally my fault. What happened was I was closing the music app and clicked on Skype instead and shut down my app. So oh. I hung up oh, on you, and then when I tried to call back, you didn't answer. I think you were probably trying to figure out what was going on and call back me. So Yes, I was trying to call you back, and I'm driving on the freeway, so I really couldn't pick up my phone and play with it. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why not. Everybody else does. Myself. You're so considerate. <laughs> considerate and thoughtful. Hey, you know, we were talking about music and Joe Walsh and the song that you didn't know, by the way, Life of Illusion, Joe Walsh. People go download it, go stream it, listen to it. It's fun. Um, I discovered yesterday that the um, uh, Billie Eilish song, um, Ocean Eyes, yes. is available in its entirety as a... Um, as a Logic Pro file, as a demo in the latest version of Logic Pro, which was just updated this week. So if you have uh, a license for Logic Pro, um, I think what it's about Logic 200 Pro? bucks. Logic Pro is their, uh, is Apple's professional digital audio studio. And it's used by a, a lot of professional artists to record. You can have multi, multi, multi tracks. Um, they support up to like a thousand tracks on their top computers. Holy but I, I'm running it on a Mac Mini, and I have 36 tracks open, and that's not including if I do these vocal texture tracks, which open up even more. Um, uh, but uh, it's interesting because. You can go in and see where they've layered vocals, how many takes they've done. She's done 30 or 40 takes of some of these vocals. So it takes a long time to build up a song. Um, it's really interesting because you can go in and just just play the, like the, uh, you can solo uh, just the, the background music if you want. So you can create your own vocal layers. You can do anything you want with this because it's just an open file. And it's really amazing. Like, um, That's the, uh, it's a dark pad synthesizer that they're playing in the background. And this plays throughout the whole song. You know, and I can go in and change that to a different instrument if I wanted to. It's really interesting to just see how a professional song that, you know, her brother is her producer. And right. so Phineas has gone through and, you know, how he structured this and what he's doing uh, with it. And I found a video where another producer is... Um, you know, evaluating it and, and saying, well, you know, this isn't how I would have do it. It's very interesting to see how he did this. And, hey, I like this idea, so I'm going to do this next time. Uh, you know, and the way he layered, um, like, the instruments. I mean, all of the instruments are on, like, ten tracks. And some of them are the same instrument on multiple tracks. And what they did is they panned some right and some left so that you get that kind of ping-pong effect again. They do that a lot with her vocals. Like, the, uh, she has a, a, a vocal texture section that is um just her voice and it there's 12 tracks oh wow wow so it's a really pretty song and i think she she recorded it when she was like 15 yeah And that's 12, 12 tracks, four, she does four of them sort of center, four on the right and four on the left. And, uh, and she does, it's a three-part harmony. So each group of four 
is uh, one part of the three-part harmony. And and so uh, they they pan around, and then they have slightly different filters put on each one of them. She does not use a vocoder on any of them, so there's no voice correction. But they to add the atmospheric sort of like echo, there's a little bit of a reverb added to it, and there's some compression put on it and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it's very interesting, very interesting, just to go that through and, and, and dissect a song. For, for people who love music, um, you know, to take a song, I mean, you don't even have to be a fan of Billie Eilish to, to just say, hey, this is really cool to see how this is done and broken down and, uh, and, and you know, to, to see the, the bits and pieces of how a song is constructed these days. And if you, if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of this, you know, this type of song construction was really sort of pioneered by Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys. And um, there is, you can download all of the tracks for uh, the, some of the songs on Pet Sounds. And so you could do the same kind of thing if you were interested, interested in looking at excuse me, how that's been constructed. Now, they did it all in a studio with tape because it was all analog. But it's now been digitized, and, and so you can go in and, and play with you know, how the harmonies were layered and stacked and, uh, and recorded. And it's just it's, it's really amazing. It's stunning. Yeah. That's very cool. And, and it's called Logic Pro? Logic Pro. It's a $200 app, um, which by, by terms of like professional recording studio stuff is dirt cheap. But by terms of somebody who's a, uh, you know, at home person, it's, you know, it's $200. Uh, it's basically a very souped up version of GarageBand. GarageBand is sort of a subset of Logic Pro. Okay, and GarageBand oh. comes with your Mac, right? Yeah, it does. So. Sorry, I had a I I was watching a, a semi truck make a U turn. Sorry. Hmm. <sighs> you know what I might do? I'm gonna just for fun. I'm gonna see if this file will open in if I can open this file in GarageBand. Because if I could open this in GarageBand, then um uh you know then people could look at it and play with it uh, in in GarageBand. So I have to check and see if that's something that's doable. Cool. Very cool. So we should talk about some news. News? I like to talk about olds. <laughs> I know. I've just been in a weird mood the last couple of days, so I don't know. I think it's just happiness and joy from, uh, from uh, you know, the holiday season just overwhelming me. Uh, so... and it's come bubbling out as, as strangeness. <laughs> For the prep for the radio show, you had added some articles. We could certainly talk about some of those now. We talked about the new rules for the EU on big tech. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of brought that in. That's freaking me out is the vaccinated can still spread COVID. Are you kidding me? Then why get the vaccine? Yeah, so you can't, you can't get it, but you can still spread it. How's that for a slap in the face? So people need to understand that just because you get vaccinated doesn't mean you can stop wearing your mask. You need to continue to wear your mask as so you go out in public. So does that everything will still be shut down because people could still get it? Well, it, it means that if you haven't been vaccinated, you can still get it. So as the vaccine spreads out, obviously you can still get it. But what they're saying is just because your, your, your dad has been vaccinated doesn't mean it's safe for you to go visit him because he may be protected but you aren't so if you if you have like a, a elderly parent living in a in a home where it it has been running rampant um 
you know, it would still not be safe for you to visit, even though, you know, he might be safe because he's been vaccinated. You might not be. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, for the people who believe this is all a scam and a conspiracy theory, this is not going to uh, change their mind. Yeah, this is going to fan the flames. Yep. You know, but but by the same token, I mean, you know, when you get the flu, when you get a flu shot, you're protecting yourself from getting the flu. Nobody ever said that that didn't mean that you couldn't still, you know, have an active flu virus that you catch and then pass on to somebody else. It just means that you're not going to get it. That your body has antibodies and will fight it off, but you can still become, you know, somewhat infected with enough of a viral load that you might be able to infect somebody else. So I don't know that this is necessarily new. It's just something people don't normally think about. Right. I've never heard that said about the flu vaccine. So yeah. it might be true, but it wasn't something mm-hmm. that was ever said. Okay. The other thing is here, you want to put on your conspiracy hat? Sure. Maybe this is all, maybe this is all baloney and they're just saying it this way so that people who get their, their flu shot will continue to wear their mask because they don't want people to stop wearing masks because then other people who haven't been vaccinated will so people walking around without masks and think it's okay to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a placebo. Yeah. No, it's just a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, just because you're vaccinated, don't stop wearing your mask. Cause we don't want you to inadvertently inspire somebody else to stop wearing their mask and they may not have been vaccinated. Uh, so keep wearing your mask and we're going to scare you into saying that you could kill somebody cause you could give them COVID even though you're safe. So you better wear a mask to protect others. Okay. Well, I just don't want that to be used to keep the economy still shut down. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like that. Well, we'll, I think, you know, the, the, yeah. And the bottom line is, I mean, they're talking about wearing masks. They're not talking about like, you know, shutting down the economy anymore that it's already shut down. I think as, as people get vaccinated, things will very naturally start to open up. But as I have said, and now I have since seen experts saying essentially the same thing is that, that, you know, middle of the year, between somewhere between June and September, we will start seeing things open up. Uh, Apple, as a company, announced yesterday that they will not have people back on their campus uh, until at least June of 2021. So they're going to continue to work from home for the most part. Um, you know, in their, there won't be people in their offices. And uh, uh, there's been a couple other companies who've made similar announcements. And, uh, and a couple uh, doctors, including Dr. Fauci, have said, that they're thinking next fall is when we'll probably be able to open up. And I read a study yesterday uh, by some, and I don't, I can't place it because I don't have it in front of me that said that we won't really return into, to a sense of normalcy till 2022, that 2021 will be um, similar to 2020 in many ways as the, as the vaccine makes its way through the population and people get inoculated. Great. Great. So, so I think the they're trying said, to temper people's expectations, people's expectations of of this magic pill that's going to change everything in, in, you know, in three weeks. OK, yeah. but yeah, I'm 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 angry. Well, I'm frustrated. That's a better word. I'm yeah. frustrated because, you know, you can't you can't shut down a global economy for that amount of time. You just can't do it. Yeah. You know, and, and well, I mean, but if you look at it, 
if you look at the the vaccine and how long it takes to get it out to people and stuff, I mean, it's you know they're they're showing all these trucks moving out, and you look at the actual numbers of 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 stuff. I mean, three hundred thousand doses went to the state of California. Three hundred thousand—that's a drop in the bucket. Okay, but let me finish that, my that, thought. That, okay, I'm sorry. So I have seen uh, more and more people, friends of mine, uh, you know, post on social media. Well, my business, my gymnastics studio, or my whatever. Uh, it's closing down for good forever. It's gone. Goodbye. My life's work. And I've seen that's been happening yeah. recently um, because because, you know, they can't you know, they, they weathered the shutdown before. But this second shutdown or this I mean, California never really opened up, opened up. But yes, yeah, so you know, we had the set, little peekaboo open up. Yeah. This the second complete lockdown. People are like, well, I can't I can't do this anymore. I've just I've lost everything. And yeah, uh, I have nothing with which to restart. Exactly. And so, um, you know, there's there's a consequence, you you know, saying that it's going to be like this for another year. Find another way. Find another yeah. way. You know, we're supposed to be smart people. Figure this out. Besides too bad, so sad. Sucks you're not getting paid. Yeah. No, that's where I am. I mean, at this point, I don't know if my swim team's ever going to come back, um, you know, because. Uh, you know, there's a, a service that I pay for that's a couple hundred dollars a month, but I pay it annually. So there's like a thousand dollars in February due to, and that's our billing system and all that. And I don't have that money because the system that my team has been shut down for a year. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, you have to register your team every year. That's a few hundred dollars and you've got to register as a coach and that's a hundred dollars. And, and it's like, yeah, that's great. If you actually have income, um, you know, um, there are things that, that these these organizations and certifications that I have to maintain that, uh, you know, and and, you know, I, I at least I don't have like a, a uh, contract to rent space. Um, so I'm not having you know, I'm not liable for rent that I can't use. Um, but by the same token, the people who rent me that space for the pool, it's a month to month kind of thing the the school district has chosen not to make that anything available. Even when they were starting to open things back up, they hadn't opened anything back up. And so, yep. you know, I mean, I have nowhere to go, nowhere to run my program. And so it's, it's frustrating. Very frustrating. Um, and to say that, well, it's probably going to be another year. And I get that they're trying to put things in perspective, but this is not mm -hmm. working. Find another way. Yeah. Find another way. Well, and I, you know, I don't think it's going to be like you flip a switch and everything's okay. It's going to be a, an, an opening up of areas of the country and of certain types of businesses and things as, as it gets, you know, better as the vaccines roll out. So, um, you know, I, I suspect that in June you'll see some things opening up, but other things not. Um, but you know, my experience, at least in my situation, is is that the school district that I lease space from the pool space from is very conservative in this area and so i wouldn't expect to be back in the water i mean it'd be nice if i was back in the water by the summer but who knows yeah who knows? you know it's frustrating it's frustrating you know yeah, and the goal an and, the, and the remedy can't be just dole you know being everybody being on the dole from the government i don't i don't like that either i think there's dignity in a day's work and and people yeah. like to to, to build build their own wealth and and see the the, the work of their hands turn into something and if you yeah. rob them of that then you know there's a point of no return where they say well I, I, I you know I can't do anything now yeah you know? well that twelve hundred dollar check that they sent once in nine months you know that that went a yeah. long way yeah seriously seriously so 
Wow. So yeah. on to another story. Did you ever watch that um, the Learning Channel? I'm too depressed. <laughs> Todd. So the 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 Learning Channel TLC's um, reality series. So Little People, Big World. Did you ever watch that show? I'm aware of it, but I've never watched it. So I never watched it either. But um, uh, I mean, it had a following. It was on for years. And one of the kids in the show now says that he was molested by one of the producers. Lovely. Right? So he was an executive field producer. And, um, uh, uh, yeah, it was um, Chris Cardamone, I think is the guy's name, Chris Cardamone. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Jacob Roloff released this in an Instagram post. Um, uh, He says he doesn't plan to release the details of the encounter. He's going to keep that private. But he wants... um, wants to make sure that cardamone is never allowed to be around children again honestly he mm. needs to prosecute cardamone otherwise it's libelous if somebody has not been formally accused i, th- I don't think yeah. you can just go out he's there destroyed this guy's like, reputation at this point so right yeah let so so prove it in a in a in a court of law uh you know or or yeah. you suffer the consequences because yeah if i were the the guy accused i would be fighting back vehemently uh, you know, or saying fi- or saying exactly what you did. You know, take take me to court, or I'll take you to court. Right. Um, you know, you can't just lob a grenade like that and then walk away. Um, now, I'm not saying that the guy didn't do it. If he did it, then hang him high. You know, but uh, yeah. but uh, that's not the right way to do it. That's hanging. You know that that's a, that's a public lynching, is what that is. Yes. Yes. So yeah, and so I he's gonna at this point, I'm sure. Uh, Cardamone's uh, lawyers are going to say, "Yeah, you take us to court, or we're suing you, or something, or we're or just yeah. filing the libelous or the the." Um, yeah, it's not libel, yeah. we're going to sue you. We'll take it to court, whether you will or not. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see yeah. how it goes. Um, That's horrific. It is horrific, and 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 it seems to be rampant in Hollywood, at least. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, and this is this is the sad truth, is that it's it's it it happens a lot of places. You know, uh, to take things back to swimming, you know, the USA Swimming maintains a list of people who are forever are are banned for life from participating in USA Swimming. And most of those people on that list are because of inappropriate behavior with kids. Not all of them, but you can go Google the list and see who's been banned for life. And they have next to them, you know, some indication as to why they're banned. I mean, obviously no details, but, but, uh, yeah, it's horrible. Indeed. It is very horrible. So do you have any happy clappy stories? Watch anything fun lately? (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Contagion, (laughs) you know, things to lift the spirits. I actually watched a um, uh, Melissa McCarthy movie last night. Uh, it's uh, made for HBO. Uh, Melissa McCarthy. Here we go. Let's call it up. I'm trying to remember the name of it. It was um, kind of cute. It was. Um, it was a. It, it kind of came across as a sort of made-for-TV movie, um, but it was uh, Melissa McCarthy and uh, and. Uh, James Corden. It was. It's called. I think it was one that was meant to be released in the theaters, but didn't happen because of 2020, and so it's now 
uh, streaming on HBO Max from because it's one of those Warner Brother movies that HBO said we're just going to put them all online. Just screw it. We're, <laughs> we're, we got to get these things out. They're sitting in the can. Anyway, it's called Super Intelligence, and basically, you remember the movie Her? Was that about a, um, uh, a uh, AI device? Yeah, it was about an AI that was sort of in the you know in in um, in the head of guy, and he you know sort of falls in love with it. Well, this one is not a love story in the sense that that you know her character Carol doesn't fall in love with the superintelligence, but the superintelligence decides to present himself as James Corden because she's a fan of James Corden, and the AI decides that it wants to study people. And uh, and then, you know, for three days, it's going to study people and then decide whether or not it's going to, you know, destroy the humans, basically. Um, so it's sort of like the um, the uh, um, uh, Schwarzenegger movies, you know, where the Terminator. AI is taken Terminator type of thing. Um, he, he has achieved sentience and now he's deciding whether or not to keep humans around. And he thinks he's kind of figured out humans, and so he's just doing a test to see if he really has. And if he has, then he's going to go, okay, I got it. You guys are a bunch of hairless monkeys. I'm done with you. Um, but uh, if he hasn't, then he's going to maybe spend some more time studying and take pity on the on the humans. And so uh, anyway, we find out if it's if it happens. And of course, it's Melissa McCarthy, so it's it's funny. And James Corden is funny. Uh, Bobby Cannavale is in there as well. He's, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's a, a swarthy Italian type guy that uh, is, is also a good comedic actor. Um, and there's lots of good people in it. I mean, uh, Gene Smart is in it. And uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, oh, Ben Falcone, which is, uh, uh, of course, Melissa McCarthy's husband, plays it, uh, an NSA agent in it. Um, it's just, it's a cute movie. It's cute. Um, it's one of those that had it been in the theaters, I would have gone, eh, I don't know if it was, you know, I felt like it was more of a made-for-TV kind of movie, but it's cute. It was well done. You know, there were some giggles, some laugh-out-louds through it, so, you know, it, it's, it was successful in its, in its attempt to be humorous. So, so, so. Tobin and I watched The Holiday last night. And, oh, yeah, um, that's good, isn't it? It's a cute movie. I'm not wild about Cameron Diaz's um, performance. Um, uh-huh. I, I actually, it was pretty awful, but I, I, everything else about the movie, I really liked. So um, yeah, it wasn't you know, in point. some things she kind of does okay. That one was not one of her best. No, I agree. She just felt stiff and sort of out of place. She yeah, she felt I, she felt like the director's telling me to do this, so I'm doing it. That's what I you know, it just it didn't feel natural to me. Yeah, stiff is a good word. It just, yeah, I didn't like it. So didn't like mm-hmm. the performance in that. But, you know, it was a good movie. Jack Black yeah. and Kate Winslet and Jude Law. And, um, yeah, we talked about it, I think, last week. And it and it, uh, it got me thinking. And we I wanted to watch a, a nice rom-com. And so I watched it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Nancy Myers movie. Usually kind of sweet and quirky. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was well done. Um. Yeah, it's, for those who don't know, it's a, people do a uh, house swap over the holidays because they're both just kind of fed up with their situation. And so, uh, lady from English College, mo- or cottage rather, not college, cottage, moves to a uh, uh, woman who lives in expensive mansion type house in 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 Beverly Hills or or um, uh, 
I don't know exactly what did they like say Brentwood specific? or something. Yeah. 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 I was thinking Brentwood. Yeah. But I, they didn't specifically say, I don't think, but, uh, it, you know, it was cute. Uh, I actually liked Eli Wallach. I thought he was one of the, uh, the, the, the highlights of the film in there. He plays oh, yeah. the, uh, the, a neighbor of the, in, in Brentwood, uh, and a former like writer, screenwriter from Hollywood's golden age. And, uh, and he he's got some great lines, some great sarcastic lines that are just funny. Um, so, yeah, no, I liked that movie a lot. And there's a lot of people in that too um, that are uh, are good. Um, uh, Rufus Sewell plays uh, uh, Jasper Bloom, who's just a horrible person. And uh, but Edward Burns and Shannon Salsman are in there. Catherine Hahn, John Krasinski—they're all—they all have little bits and pieces in there. So they, lots of names that you would recognize. So yeah, I give it a three out of four stars. I would say it's worth a watch, or yeah. three and a half out of five stars, maybe. Yeah, there you go. That's good. You know, yeah, it's a, I would too. It's a Christmas movie. It's not, it's uh, cute. you know. Yeah, exactly. It's it, there's a lot of uh, meat cutes, which they even explain in the movie, so you can watch yes. it if you don't know what a meat cute is. <laughs> yes. yeah no i it's one of my it's it's actually one of my um it, one of the my go-to like christmas movies i like to listen i like to see that at least once a year at this time of year just because i, I like it and i generally like the people in it um you know and i know a lot of people are critical of cameron diaz and you know she's now a retired actress and and uh and a lot of people would get, say good <laughs> but yeah, you know what i, mean, I don't I think she's other things where i liked her i don't like her in right this. Yeah, and I agree. I, I, I just for whatever reason this didn't click. She did a movie with Tom Cruise where he's like this super spy. Um, I'm blanking on the name of it, but uh, uh, that was really funny. It was a cute, cute movie, and and I thought she played that really well. Um, that was just well cast, and 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 I I liked it a lot. So, um, uh, you know, there you go. Right. Yes. So yeah. casting has a lot to do with that. You know, I think that's an under an under uh, appreciated job in the movie business is the the casting director, the person who who gets the person who's going to play these different roles, because it can just make or break a movie. I mean, sometimes you get somebody in a role and you go like, oh, why? That's like not Catherine right. Heigl in One for the Money. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There job. were a lot of people who criticized that. I actually enjoyed the movie, but it it was not a good representation of the character, and that's there, such a known and beloved character from the books. Yes, that she they needed somebody who just oozed New Jersey, and Catherine Heigl yeah. did not. No, she didn't. That was just. It was like, what what's she doing there? You know, I mean, if yes. you if you divorce the idea of that being. Um, uh, you know, part of that series and that particular character, then the movie was okay. But if you can't do that, if you look at it, you're going like, what on earth? Why? That yes. she's she's not she's not a Jersey girl. She doesn't even she can't even fake being a Jersey girl. That's right. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It just, I think that um uh oh my gosh, her name just flew out of my head. She redhead, um uh uh parent trap, Lindsay Lohan. So Lindsay uh, Lohan is actually I think from New Jersey. So uh-huh. I would putting her in it before her meltdown. So when she could still act, yeah. um, uh, I think she could have played that role because she's kind of sassy mm-hmm. and in your face and 
you know, yeah. in a way that Captain Heigl's not. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that, you know, I think that Catherine Heigl, you know, unfortunately, when it goes to casting, sometimes the person who gets the role is the the the, the hot name, the hot face at that time. Well, you and know? she and her and mother so, were the executive producers on the movie. And so they look for somebody who's a box office. And it's probably because they were fans of, of the, the books. And they said, hey, you know, yes. A, this is something that probably if, if it does well, we can, you know, have a series of these and we can make some money over a period of time. And B, we love these books. It's just, yeah, unfortunately, she's I don't think she was the right person for that for that particular role. But, you know, uh, clearly, you know, as you as you pointed out, we're, we're probably not alone in that. I think she got uh, uh, panned fairly severely. Unfortunately, they, they won't make any more of them. Um, yes, unless somebody else know. gets the rights and reboots it. Cause right, I think it, which is I too bad because they're great them. stories. They really are. Love they're them. fun not, stories. If you've not read One for the Money, Two for the Dough, Three to Get Deadly, and they go on and on, yeah. they're really yeah. fun. They're at like 23 or 24 now, I think, or something yeah. like that. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, they're excellent. And and the um, the casting for her grandma was perfect. Oh, my gosh, she did such a great job. Now, of course... Debbie Reynolds isn't alive anymore, but um, right. Yeah, she did it. She did a great job. Grandma Mazur. Yes, yeah, she did a great job. She did good. By the way, the the uh, the Tom Cruise um, uh, Cameron Diaz movie I was thinking of is called Night and Day. It's a uh, an action comedy. He's like a Roy Miller, a super secret agent type of James Bond on steroids kind of guy. Um, and you know, the CIA is now after him because he's been accused of being a, a turncoat and, but he isn't, he's a good guy, but you know, it's, it's, and anyway, the, the two of them actually work well together. Um, even though I think she's two inches taller than he is, um, you know, they, they play that down in the filming, but it's, it was yeah. actually really well done. It's guy. cute. Yeah. It, it was very cute. So, so <sighs> anyhow, apparently he just had some kind of like, uh, rant that made the news again you know i mean he's he's known for like um kind of going a little bonkers and having screaming fits about things either for joy or anger he's he's, he's kind a of a high he's a highly he's emotional a, person yeah but he, uh, he's a weirdo he really he's is a, <laughs> he's apparently um filming right now and uh and somewhere in the world i don't know where it is but um he some of the people on the crew were walking around without masks on and he just blows up at them and says, you know, there's people out there who, who've lost their jobs because of this thing. And you're just casually walking around without a mask and, and putting everybody at risk. And, you know, and and that's not, you know, you can't do that. That's not you know, not acceptable. And I guess he fired some people off the set because they had been warned and Dang. they weren't wearing masks. And he just he blew up at them. And, of course, somebody had a, had a phone. And so the, the video went out of him literally just losing it. And uh and on the one side, if the people have been warned and they were told to wear a mask and they weren't wearing a mask, okay. On the other side, there's ways to handle things professionally. Yes. You know? but he's and screaming and shouting, he's... screaming and shouting at employees is not the way to do it. No. But he's Tom Cruise and the sun shines out of his backside, don't you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to know is I while watched... he was screaming and having the fit, was he wearing a mask? Oh, I don't know. We should find the video. Have <laughs> to go find the video. Problem so, is, is if you do a search for videos of Tom Cruise losing it, you have yeah. to pick it out of the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a there's a video that I watched of this um, this guy, and, and I think this woman, these two were in a Walmart, and apparently the this woman was not wearing a mask, 
and he's following her, telling her she needs to put on a mask. And she's saying, get away from me and you won't have a problem. Please go away and leave me alone over and over again. He's following her through the store, telling her she needs to put her mask on properly. She was wearing one, but apparently it was not covering her nose or something. And it's a pet peeve of mine. Well, yeah, but oh, my God, dude, back off. Yeah, you're not her father. You know, stay away from her if you don't like it. Use Instacart if you're scared. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't have been following her through the store. I mean, if you yeah, that's it creepy. Once, okay, cool. But it's really creepy that she kept saying, get away from me. And he wouldn't. That's creepy. Yeah. No, that's just, that's just creepy. Yeah, exactly. It's not your job to, 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 as much as it's a pet peeve of mine, people wearing their masks on their, you know, on their chin or something, I would never like accost somebody and I've, I've been tempted to shout at somebody out the window of my car. It's like, put the mask on your effing face. But, um, but I don't, I haven't done it. (laughs) You know, it's like, I've got that, you know, you can go find pictures of people who have like, uh, there's, there's a really cute series of pictures, uh, with a, a a newborn, uh, wiener dog puppy with a mask on and they've got like one under his chin and they go wrong and one on top of his head wrong. And then they put it over his nose. Right. (laughs) And it's, it's adorable. Um, and we need more public service announcements about like, okay, wearing a mask on your elbow does you no good. Wearing a mask (laughs) on your chin does you no good. Wearing a mask in your pocket does you no good. You know, it's like you've got to actually put the mask over your body holes, yes. <laughs> your face holes. Cover the face holes, um, you know, and, and then then it works. Um, yeah. So apparently Tom Cruise was I found the video. I, 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 I uh, it's basically it's just audio. Apparently somebody recorded. I don't see the video, an actual video. But, uh, you know, he, he goes off on, you know, that, that these people are 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 endangering you know the industry because they're not covering up and if we can't put out a product then then hundreds of people lose their jobs and he goes and if you don't do it you're fired if i see you again you're effing gone i mean he just goes off on these people so you know but uh it's funny because george clooney they they, i saw a a reaction he goes well it's kind of tricky right you do have a responsibility for everybody else on a set and he's absolutely right they should be covering up you know um You know, yeah. but I think he then the goes on to the say, gro- "The person in the supermarket, though, that was a rando. He did She didn't oh, know." Oh, yeah, that's bizarro. It's not like they work for you, you know. No. If you're on a Tom Cruise movie set, everybody there works for Tom Cruise. Right. He's always a producer on one of his movies. You know, he's got the money and the the the, the sway to do that. Apparently, this is on Mission Impossible Seven set, and uh, and there was it was part of the crew, and he just he just said, you know, you're putting us all at risk. There's hundreds of people whose jobs rely on us being able to do this. This is an industry that's, you know, teetering on the edge right now with no theaters. Um, and I'm not going to tolerate this. I'm just not going to put up with it. So, um, you know, I mean, yeah, in, in some senses, he, he can be a, a complete loon. But um, on this one, I, I kind of am with, with him, you know. Um, I, I don't think, I don't, it's not my style to explode at somebody that way. That said, sometimes it's not a bad thing. You know, you make an impression on people when you when you absolutely lose it in anger, 
And yep. so once in a while, it's maybe not a bad thing as a leader to to do that, you know, to let people know that, you know, there are things that are important enough to care about that I am not going to, I just, you know, can't tolerate it. So, so we are completely out of time. No, I'm still ranting. I'm <laughs> ranting. Are, are you wearing a face that? mask? Damn it. Actually, I'm not, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sitting around no one. There's yes, no I'm by myself. I'm not wearing a face mask either, but I am sitting alone in an eight by 10 shack. So, um, you know, I'm breathing my own diseased breath, I guess, or undiseased (laughs) breath. I don't know. Last time I got tested, it was negative, but you know, I mean, I could have picked up something from a pet or, you know, a tree leaf or something. There you go. So who knows? So with that. (laughs) You're saying, Todd, shut up. Let's go. I gotta go. I gotta go. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. It is Thursday the 17th. We will be back tomorrow. Have a great I'm week. And, yes. and we'll see you soon. I'm Todd Brinker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great the day, The longest everybody. talk out ever. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.